What's up everyone? Welcome to the first official episode of the TikTok Shop Show. We're gonna be breaking down how to win in TikTok Shop. We're gonna be breaking down the strategies, the insights from the best brands on the platform. And we're also gonna speak directly with the founders, the CMOs, the marketing folks of those brands to break down how they've been so successful. This is a category that absolutely exploded last year in 2023, and we expect it to only continue to grow in this new year in 2024. So thank you all. For those that don't know me, I'm Jake Bajorseth. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Trendsetters. We are one of select few agencies that works directly with TikTok in their TikTok shop environment. We launched some of the first brands on the platform. We've been absolute OGs to the space, as you'll see and hear from our many stories. And we work with a lot of the top brands on the platform. All of that said, I would love to introduce my co-host here, we're gonna be having a lot of co-hosts, but our main co-host here, Amanda Johansson. Amanda, could you give us a little intro and background? Oh boy, hi, I'm Amanda Johansson. I am chief TikTok officer, but formerly head of influencer marketing, now that is affiliate marketing. A little bit of background on me was, I started TikTok back in like 2016, 17, grew to 1.9 million followers, and what ended up happening was I was one of the first ever TikTok ads. I worked with some of the very first brands trying to get on TikTok. I call myself a TikTok grandma. But from everything that I learned back in the day of trying to be one of the first like legit influencers off of TikTok was how brands didn't know how to communicate with influencers and how to properly form those relationships. And so I took what I learned and got reached out to by Jake to build the department of influence marketing. And now I've been doing that for what, three and a half years? Yeah been quite some time. Yeah. And so I think it's important to note, I want to get into a quick TikTok shop 101. Uh, I want to make sure we break this out to into its separate like five to 10 minute video or mini podcast, but let's go over some high level. And I think it's important to actually note the evolution of the platform. So as Amanda mentioned, TikTok originally musically, then acquired by ByteDance, and became TikTok in the US. We're talking 2017, 2018. It exploded in growth even before COVID. I know we'll, we'll remember COVID in 2020 as like its main mainstream popularity. I can tell you firsthand in 2017, 2018, that's when it really started getting on my radar and working in the marketing world. And of course, being Gen Z as our team is, we started using it as consumers. And then ultimately in 2020, ultimately really hit that mainstream popularity, everyone knew it. Your mom started creating an account, your grandma started creating an account. It hit that true peak, if you will. And since then, you know, we went on to launch some of the biggest brands in the world on the TikTok platform. We're talking McDonald's, PacSun, L'Oreal, North Face, working with some really large enterprise brands and launching them in that ecosystem, as well as a ton of small businesses who we helped get launched into that ecosystem, build a relationship with a younger audience base and see that translate into sales. And the issue is always, we would see time and time again on ad week, on ad age, you would see something go viral on TikTok with an influencer or on a brand page, you would see brands building out their following and that ecosystem no different than early Instagram, yet there was no conversion medium in the platform. All those conversions would take place on a unique Shopify landing page, in a retail store, or on Amazon. Obviously, that's a problem for TikTok. That's also a problem for us and the inability to track revenue. And so as much as TikTok shop has been amazing for small businesses, it's also been amazing for us as an agency 
because we can now work with brands and show them, hey, here's exactly how much money we're making you in this ecosystem. So that's the high level kind of evolution of the platform. In terms of a 101, really what we're talking about here is a social commerce integration. So no different than your Shopify website. In fact, the platform will connect into your existing e-commerce store online, whether that be Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, you name it, it's gonna integrate there. From a shipping 3PL perspective, that's all gonna be the exact same. There are some unique shipping options. At some point we'll have on here, one of our incredible shipping partners like ShipBob, many of the other software companies that help connect. Those will be some interesting conversations, but it operates no differently. And it allows your customers to view a shop icon on your page, purchase product directly through the platform, insert their credit card, however they want to buy it, and then boom, it'll show up at their doorstep in three to five to seven days. Is there anything I missed there in terms of the, the 101, if you will? No, I think that kind of covers everything. It's kind of how simple and easy it can be to get set up in like a whole new world of e-commerce that it's so new that it's almost like if some of the bigger sellers came knocking at your door their day one, and if you could have gotten involved then, you would have, but you didn't. But like, we're here to tell you that you should get involved now and see the results of like how big TikTok shop is getting and will continue to get. But it's more about all the things that go into building that brand and just the community that goes around like actually selling on TikTok, which is the affiliates, content, comments, etc. And which we'll get into, but I think as far as the nuanced stuff, I think you covered it. Yeah, and I think in terms of some of the tactical components here, how do I integrate it into my Shopify site? How do I set up the shipping options? How do I price my products here? How do I create unique product bundles? All that stuff, at some point we'll cover that in more nuance and detail. The bottom line though, not that that stuff doesn't matter, but the bottom line is that if you were to boil TikTok shop down and ask me, what is it really? It is a flattening of the funnel. So instead of the funnel that we know in marketing to be you reach new potential customers through social media and through influencer marketing and through ads. They learn more about your brand, they engage with your page, then they potentially go to your website. Later they're retargeting, maybe they purchase, maybe they don't, they subscribe to an email. Just a very convoluted, lengthy process. And we know with younger consumers to which TikTok skews towards, things happen fast. That traditional seven to nine step you know, touch point journey. Something marketers always say is that you need to reach a potential customer eight times before they're ever gonna purchase from you. That's flatly just not true with this demographic. And I would argue if they're not ready to buy after touch point number two, you're probably never gonna see them again. And that has to do with this generation as well as modern social algorithms that prioritize for you page algorithm reach as opposed to who you follow. It's more about what content you engage with. And so with all of that said, TikTok shop is just a flattening of the funnel to make that transition from reach, awareness, engagement to conversion much more seamless. If you have very minute questions on how to get started or things that you might be struggling in with getting signed up or just you have a shop and you randomly have an issue, let us know and we'd happy to make like an entire episode of how to fix that or how to, you know, prevent that happening. We've been, I think, through every single issue situation that you can think of. So we'd be happy to share our thoughts and insights. Yeah. So beyond how this is a affecting consumers' relationships with brands, which I think is a huge component. Social commerce, broadly speaking, is going to be huge and is changing the dynamics and the frameworks of marketing altogether. I would argue though, the biggest fundamental change with TikTok shop is the shift from paid influencer marketing to affiliate marketing. And so I'll share a little bit in terms of high level. I'll let Amanda get into the weeds of it. She knows it best. She's been building this out. But traditionally speaking, affiliate marketing, how it exists, 
that now exists on the platform. And for the majority of brands in the TikTok shop ecosystem, it constitutes 50 to up to, I've seen 90% of all revenue generation for brands coming through affiliates. And we're not talking about a few shekels here. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars per month coming into these brands being driven through affiliates. Now the dynamics are totally different. It does work how traditional affiliate marketing does, but because it integrates into the platform, it changes the potential, the upside, and how quick you can get into that market. So Amanda, what have you seen as you've evolved things from influencer marketing to affiliate marketing? What has that process looked like? Well, I mean, to start, I think God literally answered my prayers with integrating it into the back end of TikTok shop, I think for so long. And I think a lot of other brands and agencies can relate to this, but as far as it being in Google Sheets or other like influencer marketing platforms that you have to try and manage all these people but keep track of all their posts and payments and a percentage of commissions and things like that. The number one thing would have to be that it's actually integrated into the back end and the commissions are automatically, you know, given to that influencer. TikTok tracks all that for you. So it's the process itself has just become a lot easier. But the main thing that, you know, it's not transactional anymore. It's about how affiliates and influencers and creators actually want to promote a product it's coming from an agency it's like hey do you want to promote us promote us promote us rather that it's them coming to us asking hey can i have this commission to get free product and promote you so everything that we know about influencer marketing the emails back and forth the, the rates the negotiations the contracts is just gone and i think we knew this was coming from like long far away but it came a lot faster than we thought we thought just some magical platform would show up and it would help us all but with TikTok's integration it's been a lot easier and so there's none of that crap that you have to deal with anymore but as far as the relationships being built it's they get the product and they're actually posting three to five times rather than like oh our contract says only one time it's up to them how much they want to make now and it's not pulling a budget out of your clients and brands and they don't have to upfront pay all these influencers it's now they get to choose how much they make and they're making a lot more than they ever have have before like significantly and it totally changes the relationship so to your point historically it's felt like over time brands are having to beg to work with influencers influencer rates only go up influencers charge based on how many followers they have rather than how much they're going to move the needle from a sales perspective and they would get paid regardless whether or not they moved product yeah and so time and time again, I heard horror stories from brands of paying influencers thousands of dollars for a post and seeing nothing in terms of sales volume. And while it's great to get that reach and engagement, at the end of the day, what the hell are we doing if it's not driving revenue yeah. and if it's not moving the needle with potential customer bases? Yeah. And so no different than traditional affiliate marketing, this is a whole new lane where you can align incentives. And you know, I'm sure Warren Buffett mentions it all the time, others do, but show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. If your incentives are aligned, that relationship is gonna move a lot more smoothly. Now, Amanda, on the affiliate side, what are we talking about here in terms of numbers and sales volume? Are we talking about a couple thousand dollars here? What have you seen from affiliates in terms of how much they've moved? And then for brands, is it working with five affiliates or are we talking a little bit more? Yeah, I guess to get a little bit more nuance is it used to be very much so, hey, we can only afford 10 influencers right now, but 
with this TikTok shop integration, you can have thousands of affiliates working for you consistently all at the same time. And so we actually have a few communities right now built out for some brands that we work with that have over 2000 people in their community, 2000 affiliates and creators posting about their brand and products consistently. But I think the main thing is what you're saying is, oh, I paid this creator thousands of dollars and they didn't even generate the amount of views that they normally do because what creators usually do is they're like, oh, I have one video that got 15 million views. I now charge this even though their consistent view rate is around 2000 views a post, right? So all that data got so skewed. With TikTok shop, you actually have a portal for each of those creators already there, which you get to pick and choose from of who you wanna work with and reach out to them and communicate with them. But that portal actually shows how many views they're getting, how much in sales have they done on the platform ever since they signed up on shop, how many products, views on lives, how many products have they sold on lives. And you can actually go in and see all the videos that they have posted reviewing product. And that has helped tremendously on picking the influencers and making sure that they're a good fit to give product to and give a high commission rate to. But we have seen some affiliates sell over a million dollars product. Do you remember that one? That was insane. I did not think that number could exist. Me and Jake would kind of go back and forth like, hey, I found the biggest influencer. She sold $50,000 on the platform. And then he would come back. No, I found one with 90,000. I come back, I'm like, there's no way this person has sold a million dollars in product. I think in a range, you're seeing a lot of your micro creators actually have a chance of succeeding more than the bigger influencers. A lot of the people that we've seen sell a lot is our range of 10K to 15K followers, which is insane. But as far as a sale range, you're looking more at like 20,000 to 50,000 consistently, and then you have some of those big hitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's fascinating to see is from a sales perspective on the affiliate side of things, I come across affiliates who have 15,000 followers, but have done $250,000 in affiliate sales. I also come across a lot more influencers with millions of followers who have sold maybe $100 worth of products. Yep. And so, it's really showing who from an affiliate or influencer perspective actually has influence. Mm -hmm. We define influencer, we almost need to change the definition because we define influencer as someone who has a lot of followers. But just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean you have a lot of influence. There are people out there who have just a small tight-knit community but can move mountains because when they activate those people they go to work and they buy those products and they do those things and they get out and do as they are directed and there's so many people who are influencers and they they play that influencer lifestyle and all that other but they can't sell a thing when they launch their own hoodies five people buy it and yet they're an quote-unquote influencer and so The definition of an influencer should be, can you influence people? Do you influence people? Not to cut you off, but how our vision on an influencer looks is kind of like a dollar sign. But coming from a creator to other creators who might be watching this is you're actually held accountable and you actually have goal markers and like goals to set um, in order to actually grow your page because you didn't know how many people were buying the stuff because of you. You didn't know how much money you could generate for a brand. Now you actually have a set in stone mark to either charge a rate for, or you knew how successful you were, how much free product can I get? So as a creator too, it has changed their lives to actually 
quit their day job and become a creator because they know how much they're actually going to be able to make. Before it was up in the air, they had no idea. Yeah, I think because of affiliate marketing in TikTok shop, what we're going to see over the next year is we're going to see thousands, if not tens of thousands of quote unquote influencers, people with large followers who can't actually move product, go out of business and no longer be a quote unquote influencer. No more dinners at what's oh, the one? Yes. No more dinners at Saddle Ranch. Yep. So that sounds like negative. And as much as like that's going to happen and wash out from the market, what will step in its place is 10 times as many creators who don't have a huge following, don't go to Saddle Ranch every weekend. But guess what? They have a tight knit community. They can move product. They might only have 8,000 followers, yeah. but those 8,000 people, they go out and buy things. Yeah. And so as much as it's gonna wash away a lot of the BS in the market, that's not gonna just go away. It's gonna get replaced with creators who can actually move product. And frankly, I think there should be more opportunities for those creators. Mm -hmm. And so 100% to your point, traditionally for those micro influencers who would get paid nothing to post, but we're actually making an impact, yeah. now you're gonna get paid your fair share. Exactly. You're gonna get paid what you're actually worth. And I think that is a huge benefit to up and coming creators. And so the roadmap almost to become an influencer to become an influencer in the modern social ecosystem, that's gonna change. It's, it's never been easier, but it's also never been harder for the actual creator. Like you said, it's gonna be hard for those creators who can't move mountains to stick around. But to your point, we also have to shift the thinking of the brands too, because how often do we have to convince a brand of like, no, this person with 5,000 followers is the person you need. You do not need the person with 5 million followers. Yeah. And now that we can show these creator portals, like, yeah, see this person with 5,000 followers actually has generated over $500,000 in sales. And that one creator you wanted with 5 million followers, maybe done 50. Yeah. So it's good to be able to see it. You're finally seeing the effects of what these creators can do and then how you know significantly impact all the brands are. The last thing I wanna end our conversation with here today, I know I talked about the bottom line of this, the collapsing of the funnel. Really from a marketing perspective, for any CMO, for any founder listening, for any marketing director, for anyone on the social media team, for anyone in the weeds of TikTok, first of all, God bless you. The shit ain't easy. The beauty of this ecosystem is that it is going to make it a lot easier. And it is not because you're going to have less things on your plate. You're going to have a lot more things on your plate. But since its origin in terms of social media and organic and content and influencer marketing, for most marketing orgs, not most, for 99% of marketing orgs, it has been nothing but a cost center. And so from a CFO, CEO, COO perspective, from a co-founder, whoever your boss is that manages the money essentially, from their perspective, while they might really like everything you're doing on social media, it's not directly bringing money into the business. And so it's not something you're going to invest in as much. That's why we see so much marketing money flow to Google PPC and meta ads. Yeah and these other mediums, email marketing, these other mediums because they can directly track to revenue attribution. One of the things, like another Buffett thing is what gets measured gets managed. And if you're not able to measure the success of something, it doesn't get managed and gets forgotten about. And that's why social media has always been the lowest on the totem pole. When social media becomes 
a revenue generating factor, what we're gonna see is there's gonna be a 25 year old girl listening to this right now that manages the TikTok page for a huge enterprise brand, maybe not even enterprise brand, for some sort of small business with 50 to something employees. And right now in the marketing org, whether she or he knows it or not, she's up on the bottom of the totem pole and her pay is probably closely associated with it and what's going to happen is that business is going to get set up on tiktok shop they're going to start moving revenue through this ecosystem we're talking six figures plus per month and in six months from now she's going to be right next to the vp she's going to be right next to the director she's going to be right next to the cmo so as those things happen it's really going to change the dynamics of young gen z in the workplace social media managers they're not going to be just these people who are always complaining about legal and complaining about issues and always being kind of on by the rest of the marketing department, mm -hmm. they're gonna be the people bringing in the money. They're gonna be ahead of the sales team. They're gonna be ahead of all these other channels and ecosystems inside of corporate America. And I think that's gonna be a huge win. Anyway, with all of that said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you could do one thing for me, do this. I need you to subscribe. I need you to share this with founders, those in marketing, social media folks. I'm Gen Z. I am on social media all the time. I need the dopamine. I need likes. I need shares. I need listens. If I don't get that, I'm going to heal over and die. So I need you to do that. And if you do that, we'll continue to pump out more and more content to help you succeed and win on TikTok shop. Frankly, if you don't do that, we're just going to stop recording. I need the dopamine hit. I don't care if we make money off of this. I just need more likes on Instagram or TikTok. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you next week.